everyone we're back again for another episode this is episode 193 now we're getting up there almost at 200 episodes which is crazy when you think about it we've been doing this for eight years now or i have and that doesn't seem that many episodes in eight years does it 200 you'd think we'd be past that but we're not you would think so but somebody must be slacking gavin yeah i know definitely it's too many breaks taking too many breaks so yeah that other voice you can hear there's obviously brian he's back with us and uh we've got stephanie's back with us as well Hello, thanks for having me. We just keep thanks switching it up. Me. We just keep switching it up on the majors mess all. We keep last time we had Kelly on, the time before that was Kelly, then it was Stephanie, I believe, twice, and then before that it was Brian and Sammy. And we just yeah, it's this is how we Sammy keep was great because talking. I'm I'm too boring to do this on my own. So I have to bring in interesting people. I hear you. I can't I'm imagine doing a podcast on you know, some people do podcasts on their own and I just Imagine that talking to yourself for an hour at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, think, take Mark Maron, for instance. Mark Maron's one of the most famous podcasters there is. But what he does is he talks to the camera or the microphone, so to speak, for about 10 minutes, and then he brings on a guest. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up. <laughs> I did it once. I did one episode on my own because I wanted to see if I could do it. And I did it, and it was fine, but I would never do it again. I mean, no you know that I would listen to you do a podcast by yourself just for your accent right like yeah a, a lot of people say that except if you're from the uk that's that appeal is not there i was gonna say you're like kalel on krypton in uk but in america <laughs> you're Superman. actually i did I, I i've also interviewed i think i've only interviewed one person on their own and it was you brian when you came on to talk about your business ah uh-huh. yeah i think and i, I did a good job time. didn't i that was okay wasn't it yeah no i was gonna say it sounded like you've been doing it for years yeah. Well, I have technically, but there's always been someone else there I can, you know, fall back on if I get stuck. Yeah. Okay, so a little bit of a catch-up. What has everyone done? Like, you don't have to give me, the obviously, the ins and outs of everything we've been up to, but we'll start with Stephanie. What have you – what's, like – has anything big happened since you were last on? I'm going to start with this, the sad thing, okay? Okay. Just real quick because it doesn't have to stay sad, but my grandmother passed away, and she was – um like a mother to me yeah so that's been a huge thing lately yeah we, we talked like we, you and i talked about that didn't we not like a couple of weeks ago and yeah and she was um, um any kind of feisty or sassy or dirty you get from me that all came from her yeah but she was My also a very loving and caring lady and that happened and i have a huge supportive family so everything's okay and we're all everyone's together. grieving together like it, it's it, it does help when it, you've got like a- almost in a almost in a funny way like we just keep making jokes and sending pictures and like memes and stuff that remind us of her and like yeah. oh god i saw this today and we all just laugh like it's you know it's yeah. it's been okay. that, and, and, and as time goes on that's all it will be it will only be 
Oh, you'll obviously always miss it, but it will always it'll just be the happy stuff and the stuff that make you laugh. Because I I call my grandfather like every second Sunday for a chat, and we just talk about nothing. But my yeah. nan always comes up in the conversation, and it's always funny. The two of us laugh because we're just laughing at like how funny she was. She was a really funny lady, and like you know, she she had a lot of little quirks and things. And like her laugh, for instance, was just like this. Like it was like a witch's cackle. And no one else laughed like it. And we just, we talk about that sort of stuff. And it's just, yes. that's what, that's, that's how she, they, people that have passed that we love, that's how they live on is when you talk about them in a, in a really positive way. And that's how it is. Like the five of us in this house are all sad, but all of us have wonderful memories. And yeah. when they were like, uh, what do you want from her house? You should come over and go through all her house with, I'm the oldest of the grandkids. And I was, no, I'm not going to come. But if you could just save me some some of her puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> she had like 25. And yeah. then my kids wanted like a couple coloring books because they remember going over and coloring. Like just those sweet things. And then little my things, one, sentimental things. Yeah. My one daughter wanted her Golden Girls wall calendar. That's all she wanted. Oh, see that now? That sounds epic. And then I'm sitting here with like 17 houseplants that... I inherited from her. <laughs> but anyway, that's sad, but also like a just a, anyway. Also, let's see. I went to see Pink. Oh, okay. Nice. In, in Pittsburgh and then spent a couple days in Pittsburgh hanging around and I went to a, a Pittsburgh Pirates game, which was awesome. Um and, and then I just started back to work yesterday. I'm a teacher, so um yeah. Yesterday, started setting up my classroom. Today, I had a bunch of meetings. Did you get the bulletproof vest? <laughs> I don't. But they, you know, it's all the safety <laughs> things. All the safety things in the school just make everything more difficult for us. But, you know, it's... Um, you, do, you do what you got to do. It's, it's, uh, it's the year I quit if things go the way they did last year. I can tell you that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, this is, I have kids and my kids went back to school my, recently and I completely forgot just because of the way my job works. Uh, summertime is very busy for me. So in my mind, I was super busy. I was taking care of the kids, doing events, all kinds of stuff. And I told my wife, I said, you know, there hasn't been a school shooting in a couple of weeks. Wow, this is amazing. And then she goes, the kids go back to school this week. And I go, oh, yeah, they haven't been. Oh. The schools have been closed. I mean, yeah. unless unless someone's going after the principal, they're there. Right. The time. There's um, I teach first grade, but last year and the year before were both really terrible. So my kids go back on Monday, and then my students come back on Wednesday. I teach in a different state from where I work. Did, you just, where say, I live. <laughs> did you just say that the the principal is there the whole throughout the summer? Oh yeah, the principals are the principal and assistant principals, and then like the secretaries are there throughout what are they, the summer. What are they doing? Like, what do they do? Oh, they do all. Oh my gosh, it's so much. Like this, the schedule really? and the the schedules. Mo a lot of the schedules they do all kinds of trainings and everything to get ready for the coming year. And I then the, the it doesn't work like that here, you know. It, like because one of my friends that lives on our street, like he's a vice principal, and like he doesn't. There's nothing. He just has. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're there all summer, and um, that's random. Like enrolling kids, and they do all kinds of meetings and stuff like that. Mostly, I think. You gotta they fear there's also summer school too. Kids like myself, 
Yes. Weren't great students, <laughs> had to go to summer school. We do have a summer oh, school okay. program at our school too. I get you. Um, but my kids go to school, my kids go to school in West Virginia. I teach in Maryland. So ah. a different, a different schedule yeah. and also a totally different situation. Like my kids go to these tiny little schools. Yeah. <laughs> I teach in a big, huge school. Anyway. Um, what you're saying is you don't want your kids learning at your school. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I would love for them to, but because it's a different state and we don't pay taxes there, oh. I'd have to like pay tuition for them to go to my school. Oh, I get it. Yeah. And also Got they'd it. be crazy. And well, the older two are beyond, I teach first grade. Like they're, oh, you know, and you know, the other teachers would be like, did you see her kid today? I know. <laughs> Here she comes. Here she comes. That's exactly <laughs> right. I don't want my kids at my school. You don't want that. You don't want that. My little one, though, she's like a superstar. And she's going into first grade. I'm like, can you just come be in my class? You're such a good role model. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was long-winded, but... No, that's that's good. That's actually good. about it since... Well, I went to... I went to see the Pop 2000 tour, but I don't... I think yeah, that was... You no, because you haven't been you haven't been on since since the <laughs> me and Kelly obviously couldn't go because we were supposed to see oh you at that God, one. So you went right. you went to one after that, didn't you? I went to see BB Mac, just BB Mac and um Trevor Pennock opening for them. Yeah. And that was amazing. That was like a local show. And then I went to where the hell did I go? Oh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, just to pop two thousand. Yeah. I've I've seen I've seen Backstreet Boys there putting Hershey Park is that what it was Hershey Park no it was a little winery (laughs) oh okay yeah yeah but it was awesome it was amazing excellent so so what have have you been doing then Brian I seen actually seen the other day I was going to ask you about it you put it on like TikTok and stuff and you said something like you had these big green balloons that look like I don't know what they look like. I mean, you obviously know what they were. I couldn't figure out what they, they look like stars almost. And you, you said yeah. you were doing like a balloon drop. What is that? Yes. So uh, my buddy, balloon, he gets, he's sponsored by Monster, the energy drink. Yeah. And so Monster usually sponsors singers, um, graffiti artists, uh, motocross, race cross. He's the first balloon artist to have been sponsored by a major corporation. And so now they fly him all over the country to uh, attend these festivals and he represents Monster. So Outside Lands is the the, uh, event that I was at in San Francisco and it's a music festival slash art festival. And I've I've seen some festivals and this was by far the biggest festival I've ever seen. Uh, We had to walk three miles to get into the venue, then three miles to get out every day for four days. Uh, I, I reached my steps, if if uh, if you can imagine. <laughs> so, but pretty much when we knew we we had to pack up, like we we're soldiers going to war. We're like, all right, we're going in. Don't anybody forget anything because we're not going back to the car. It's uh, <laughs> and and top it off, the guys were there last year and they said we got a parking pass. We're actually two miles closer than we were last year. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, that's ridiculous. No golf carts, no nothing. But uh, so anyway, I'm there as his assistant. He wants to uh, build these giant spray cans out of balloons, and we got to put the monster logo on them. And mind you, all of this is made out of balloons. We're not drawing anything on it. Um, so then he says, "All right, we got to put together these spikes. It's for a balloon drop." And I go, "Okay." 
So he gets the entire monster crew towards the end. We pick an artist that we like or an artist that we feel is going to be like uh, popping. And we walk up to their concert and then throw the balloons onto the, 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 the uh, spectators like beach balls. Oh, okay. Um, right. Okay. But like in San Francisco, there is no throwing a balloon and expecting it to just float. No, this, the wind takes it. So we had to start becoming <laughs> aerodynamic and we go, okay, the wind is facing this course. If we're going to throw a balloon, we got to aim at this. It almost was like, like a wind tunnel. Like we're like, all right, just release and go. And it would just jump in the air and fly away. And we're like, my God, these winds are ridiculous. But uh, outside lands. So like I said, we had to walk three miles in, three miles out. My friend says to me, this is one of the biggest art music festivals you're ever going to attend. Do you want to walk the grounds? I looked at him. I was like, all the monster in the world. And I still don't have the enough energy to walk these grounds, man. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I wonder what, I just wonder what it was. Cause balloon drop. I'm like, what is a balloon drop? It's not, it's not a balloon release. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think Brian would do that. Like release balloons into the, you know, the atmosphere. <laughs> like I'm thinking, so what is a balloon drop? I couldn't figure out what it was. It was just, well, because there's you no, throw them. there's no helium involved whatsoever. Yeah. We just throw them. And then, uh, and then that's the thing too. So we would throw them in hopes that the balloons would reach the artist and maybe the artist would pick it up and, and go like, hey, oh, hey, look, somebody threw this at me or something like that. No, people love balloons so much that as soon as it hit them, they grabbed it and they started fighting over it. And we saw a couple of kids wrestling over it. And by kids, I mean like 25 kids. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. I tried to get as much footage as possible and just uh, uh, to watch the insanity of these things. It's like we're only releasing so many balloons and just people are just going freaking ape shit from them. I'm going, wow, look at that. Man, balloons make people's lives better. People uh, yeah, it, it, it's weird. I don't know what, what it is about balloons and kids. Like, they just love balloons, don't they? Yeah. But then but oh, then yeah. I see the balloons that you, because you build actual pieces of art out of these balloons. And, like, I would be the same if I was in your vicinity and you I seen one of what you make. I'd be like, I'd just be over there taking pictures and I'd, I'd want to take something home with me and, like, and it's just oh, like yeah. plastic filled with air, but it's just it's what it does to you. And like something in your in your brain, you're like, I've got to have this. All right, I gotta stop you there. It's not plastic. Okay, rubber. It's latex. Late. Okay, and, latex. And not only that, it's only twenty five percent latex. So I've had to have this argument multiple times. Oh, I'm allergic to latex. I'm allergic to latex. I go, Oh, really? You are? What's the first symptom of latex allergy? Oh, I get itchy, and I go, Wrong. And I go, What do you mean wrong? A latex allergy induces a, uh, a seizure. What? Oh, really? Wow. That's I didn't a latex know that. allergy. Similar to a peanut allergy, you're going to go into anaphylactic shock. So you've got to get an EpiPen. That means you're allergic to latex. No, what you're actually allergic to is your sweat hitting back against you if you've got your hand inside of a glove. Now, nobody's rubbing a balloon animal on their face all day, so don't give me this whole, I'm allergic to latex. No, stop it. Stop it. You're allergic to wearing gloves and maybe the maybe the latex rubbing against your skin the entire time i get it i yeah. get it that's no, so funny i never knew that before i just literally did my um epipen training today or <laughs> well balloons are not allowed in schools anymore uh, along with peanuts so that's probably why you haven't heard they're allowed to have peanuts and balloons but what we have to be careful we just have to be careful that's what the training is about yeah la la is it i forget that I'm in LA sometimes until I hear somebody say, oh, we're allowed to have peanuts. What? So, 
Yeah, well, they are here as well. No, we're not allowed to have peanuts here either. Sorry, in Canada. We're not. In we don't no. serve, no. like the school cafeteria doesn't serve any peanut products, but other kids are allowed to bring peanut butter or peanuts to school. Well, like, it's schools just over here, we have people say, the peanuts kill. Like, <laughs> right. peanuts are a silent monster. And latex. Okay, so I have, I don't remember what side of my neck, I have a mole and it's here. And at one point, a dog ripped it off of me, okay? Like playing oh. with a dog. Just wow. happened to scratch me right there. And this is when I was a child. We just put a Band-Aid over it because it was bleeding like crazy. And I went to the doctor and they told me I was allergic to latex or so, something because I had a whole rash all down my neck. But It was it's just sweat I'm, interacting with the latex. But I'm not allergic to latex. No. I've worn gloves. I've, I play with balloons. <laughs> like it's yeah. Not- yeah. I mean, you can talk about the condoms and stuff. Everything's fine. <laughs> but it, for some yeah. reason, that Band-Aid gave me this whole ass rash. It was like the, the adhesive stuff uh, associated with it. Like I said, it, yeah. if you're wearing it for a long period of time, especially uh, gloves, Band-Aids, all that stuff, yeah, you're going to have a reaction too. Uh, but like I said, it's not the latex. It's the sweat bouncing back. Latex doesn't breathe very well. And so it's pushing your body's, uh, your chemistry back into your body. And that's, I think, what's going on. Your body's yeah. trying to expel the sweat and it's pushing it back. That's so interesting. Imagine yeah. this is what we were going to talk about. <laughs> we're supposed to talk about fun stuff today, but it's like, no, 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 let's yeah. talk about latex. Don't you bring up latex allergy. How dare you? Would you guys like to learn how to use an EpiPen? Because I can show you. Well, my my daughter my daughter has one, but I don't know how to I don't know how to use it. I should read it. It's very simple. And now they have like talking ones. It's like, please push the button. Please stick it in the thigh. Well, is the, isn't there a, at least here is there's a saying that like it's like a rhyme saying that like something like orange side down, blue side up, or something like put it oh, rhymes. I don't know that one. That's amazing. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Yeah, wife, I, need, I need to know now. Please, the next episode that rhyme needs to be start. You got to start the episode with that. Rhyme. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll find out what it is right now. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, so going back to outside lands, um, thousands, thousands of people there, and uh, you know we had a wonderful time there. San Francisco's a uh, wild west right now. It's uh, it's a madhouse. They're you know they're telling you don't walk outside the street, don't leave anything in your car. They're gonna break open the windows. Blah blah blah. We're like, oh, we didn't see any of that. We thought we had a wonderful time. I get home today and it says, woman found in a duffel bag outside, outside lands. And we're like, oh, great. Well, there goes that. Well, like that, like that. Mm-hmm. Found her body yeah. in a duffel bag. Yeah. Okay. That's just took this episode. <laughs> <That's a bit laughs> different. <laughs> I dropped there this time, Gavin. <laughs> Brian won. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that saying is, um, my wife thinks that it's blue to the, blue to the sky, orange to the thigh, because one end is blue, and one end is orange. It's something like that. I'm taking that back to work with me on Monday. That's amazing. Blue, blue to the yeah. sky, orange to the thigh. Got it. Blue to sky. She's still she's typing to me now. Orange to thigh. There you go. Blue to sky, never, orange to thigh. I've never heard that. And I've 17 years of getting my EpiPen training. Yeah. I've so it's good for little kids to remember, I, I suppose. Yes. Because if they have to do it themselves, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's my my daughter's self-explanatory she, for an adult, but for a kid. Yeah, exactly. My daughter's allergic to tree nuts, so she can have peanuts, but you can't have like hazel. There's three, there's hazelnuts, walnuts. 
and I want to say pecans, and I feel like my wife's listening. And if I, if I've got that wrong, she's going to text me and say it's not right pecans, now. it's something else. <laughs> she so can't have like almonds, it damn it! She can't have almonds. And I used to say pecans, and now I say pecans. Pecans. That's how I say it too. Oh, there's pe- pe- pecan. There's another one, isn't it? Pecan. Oh, pecan. Yeah. Or, uh, let's I not get started pecan. on the different words that we use oh, here. That could go for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then do you know do you guys know what we call a zucchini in the uk what do you not i'm that's a serious question do you know what we call a zucchini is it zucchini? No. no it's not it's a different word it's called a courgette oh a okay well that makes sense i'm a, a garden and i've seen that word okay so what do we call an eggplant uh, uh auber i don't know how to say it Arber- aubergine Aubergine. Or aubergine, I guess you could say. We I say aubergine. aubergine. I know that's also a color that I love. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why we I think it's the same color, isn't it? So that's probably where it comes from. Yeah. That makes more sense than an eggplant. Yeah. And beets, we beets are beetroot. You never just say beets, it's beetroot. beetroot. Yeah. Also garden gardening. Like yeah. I'll order beetroot seeds. I'm like, is that I mean I'm the beet is the root, so I'm I'm sure I'm ordering the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like different saying, the things that I've had to learn since I moved here. It's just unbelievable. That's amazing. And I was talking to a guy the other day in work. He's from Australia, but he doesn't, He's I think he's the same age as me, maybe a little bit older. He doesn't have an accent at all. He doesn't have an Australian accent. And I, so I said to him the other day, I was like, where is your accent? I was like, I don't understand because I was told you're Australian. He said, I am. He said, but when I moved here, I couldn't be doing with the questions. Oh, where are you from? Oh, where's that accent? Oh, you got a nice accent. Oh, what did you say? I didn't understand that. Like he said, I got fed up with it, so I just changed it. I said, so you're putting you're putting on a Canadian accent right now. He's like, yeah. I said, I I, I can't. That's blowing my mind to think that he moved here and he just switched his accent. I was like, that must be that must be really exhausting by the end of the day. Keeping he said no. He said for the first like two years, it I was aware that I was doing it. He goes, now it's just the norm. And my I, mind is blown. I can't believe that. He just changed it. I actually have that I have that issue. So uh, when I was born, uh, my father, my father from the East Coast, Bang and Bang, um, thick East Coast accent. And of course, you know, he spoke to me, read to me, told me stories. So being a young boy in Los Angeles, where the population is mostly Mexican, um, I would go to school and I'd be like, hey, what's going on over here? We're going to play in the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And of course, all the kids are just laughing at me. Uh-huh, you, know, you, know, you sound like Vinnie Del Pino from uh, Doogie Howser. And, <laughs> and I had to work on it, go to speech therapy. And so that's why I sound like this now. Oh, this man, that's that, that's sad, isn't it? Like, because I'm a little kid, that's like, that's a lot to do. That's bullying, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, massively bullied. I was massively bullied. Yeah. Um, but here's the other thing. Now, funny part is, I thought this, this voice, I'd get away with a lot, you know, oh, they're not going to bully me anymore. No, this apparently made it way worse because now <laughs> the population now felt that I was above them and I spoke as if I was above them. Oh, like, how man. dare you speak with such an inflection? So, I think I'm in theater. as he swirls his glass, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was but one time, I, it was, um, I think I was 16 and I went to Venezuela for a mission trip and I'm from the D.C. area. If I have any kind of accent, it only comes out in certain, I would think, certain situations. But we're down there in Venezuela with a Southern Baptist 
group, right? So they're all from Alabama and Georgia and things. Our translator looks at me and my one friend and he was like, you speak like the movie stars. <laughs> because, because we didn't really have an accent <laughs> you're from dc you kind of just talk like the people on the news talk yeah that's hilarious yeah it was <laughs> one of the greatest things and i i i know some spanish and so occasionally i'll go into like more of a spanish not accent but um yeah like a tone the way the words are pronounced yeah can come out and then um but also i have southern family so it that can come out too There's and a then big today, mix like going imitating on there. a student and i totally knocked out totally got his accent and <laughs> other people were like you sound just like him i was like no i can't do british though no mm-hmm. no I p- people seem to struggle with that one because for some reason people feel the need to try and impersonate me and i think they think I take it as a compliment and I don't it like it really irritates me. There's people that there's one of the bosses in work does it all the time. Every time he sees me, he goes, Garvin, Garvin Lee. And I'm like, I don't, first of all, that sounds like you're trying to do Scottish, but you're doing a really bad job of it. I'm not Scottish. I'm English, like totally different. It, it irritates me. And I've, I've like, he knows it irritates me, but he does it all the more. And I'm like, if you weren't a boss, I would have lost it on you by now. Like it bothers me that much. Well, I'm glad that all I've ever done is like use the word. Like, Gavin, you're a good lad. <laughs> I don't mind that. And like some people will call me, like some Americans will call me mate. And I'm like, it's cute. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, they're just trying to make me feel at home. It's I find that funny. That's funny when somebody calls me mate. But when they try and actually do my accent, I'm like, that... it's it different if they say, oh, like, what do you think of my British mm-hmm. accent? And they try to show me. That's fine, but it's when they try and impersonate I'm me specifically. I'm, I'm trying to do an accent. Would you mind giving me a critique? That's yeah, fine. like that's fine, but it's when they try and impersonate me, like my accent, not just a generic British, but like they're trying to do an impression of me. It makes me feel really self-conscious because oh, yeah, I'm already yeah. aware that I'm the black sheep of the room. That's, like I, I know that. Here's the, here's the issue that I have. So uh, I say I'm from Los Angeles. I'm actually from East Los Angeles. So when you say, oh, I'm from East Los Angeles, everybody goes, Orale, ese. oh, is that how we all talk over there? And I go, no, that's not how we all talk over there. And how dare you? And it's more of a racist thing. It's like, oh, obviously, yeah. you're Mexican. It's like, well, sound, right? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. Just so no I, for, I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's frustr- it is frustrating. There's one, there's one guy in work, and he, he, he comes to me, he's a new guy. And um, he says to me, Say uh, he goes say say uh it's it's chipper to drink tea and I'm like what and he goes say it's chipper to drink tea and I went why would I say that and he goes because that's what they say where you're from and I'm, I'm we don't say it's chipper that's it's chipper's not <laughs> that's not an English term it's <laughs> chipper that's a that's a total North American hey chipper I'm chi-. that's that's not where I'm from like we don't say that and he's hold on he's Gavin like, I love your American accent <laughs> I do I love it too and he's like he's like go on say it and I went no and he goes. Go on, like you, you, and then he goes, "We'll say it to me tomorrow, then." And I went, "No." So then the next day he comes, and he comes over to me. He goes, "Go on, then say it." And I went, "Listen, dude." He's like, "I'm not going to say it." He goes, "Well, I don't understand why you won't say it." And I said, "One, because we don't say that where I'm from." I said, "And two, I'm not a performing monkey." And he goes, "What? What do you mean?" And I was like, "Yeah." I said, "You're asking me to stand here and like entertain you by speaking the way I speak. I'm not doing that." No. 
And then I walked away from him and he did come up to me and apologize. He's like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. And I'm, I said, no, it's fine. And he won't speak to me now. He'll wave and say, hey, but he won't come over and talk to me. Like, I've really, like, upset him. But I have to say something because that shit really you. bothers me. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, it's, not, I have to. it's not funny. Like, I love your accent, Gavin, so much. But I just, it's not a, it's not, a, I laugh because I'm, like, giggling. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, I, like... didn't, I haven't even noticed that you were giggling. Like, that doesn't, I, I, it's not, doesn't um, phase me at all. It's not at all any kind of, and I would never, I don't know. I might make a joke here and there, but I'm not going to, you know, I I don't know. And then when people know I'm from West Virginia and they make fun of me, it's kind of a similar, like, okay, I'm from West Virginia, or I live in West Virginia. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm a pretty, I'm a, I'm a little bit redneck for sure. <laughs> but I'm not talking about tornadoes and like, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like I drive a big truck. It's pretty loud and stuff, but I'm not. Um, and people make it, fun. I, I have all my teeth. They're healthy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've just well, noticed I'm it's gonna... gotten, it's gotten really dark where you are now, like very quickly. It did was... really quick. <laughs> I was just noticing the same thing. I'm like, well, I was going to show you my truck to prove that I'm from West Virginia, but meanwhile, yeah, the sun's like, it, no. lights out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to fast forward the, the video, the podcast, and just watch the sun go down. <laughs> well, real quick, I have a I have a friend from Cambodia. She's got a very thick Cambodian accent. And uh, last holiday, uh, I said, "Oh, you guys want to get together for the holidays?" She says, "No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Boston, uh, go visit relatives." I said, "Boston." She's like, yes, that's where I'm from. And I go, oh, so that's where that accent comes from. She looked at me with the biggest smile, like, this boy thought I was American. <laughs> so, actually, my accent's Cambodian. And I'm like, I know. I'm just, you're messing. just messing with her. <laughs> it's, it's very apparent that you're from Cambodia. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, the fact that you said you're originally from Boston, it just blew my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised in Boston, moved over here when she was twenty or twenty-five or something like that. Yeah, I find if you move after like a certain point, you're not your accent's not going anywhere unless you make like this guy make a conscious effort to get rid yeah. of it. It's not. And going then you anywhere. can then you can switch though. If you do that when you're older, you can switch. Yeah, there's. I um... switch back when I've had too many IPAs. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had two of those before. Before I even drove home. <laughs> Um, same, and, same here. But now, now I'm on Miller Lite, so I'm hydrating now. It's fine. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. There's like a, it's kind of like the teacher, where I talk like a sailor, all the time, but then once those little kids, not my kids, because I don't hold back, but those students, yeah, it's hello, <laughs> boys. Yeah. You gotta Good try morning, folks. <clears throat> So uh, last weekend, actually this time last week, I went to see Jerry Seinfeld. Now, I don't know where you guys stand on Jerry Seinfeld, but I'm a huge fan, obviously a fan of Seinfeld, loved it since, I can't remember, I've just loved it all my life. Um, and I never thought I'd get to see him because he doesn't he doesn't tour as nope. frequently as other comedians. But for some reason, he did this festival, this comedy festival that was on. 
and uh, we got tickets and the tickets were like $200 each. It was considered a VIP because we were like closer to the front. There was a lot of people behind us and a lot of people in front of us, but we had tables and there was a table service. You could order drinks to your table by, via the QR code on the table. Um, you could, there was like 10 different food trucks there, really nice food, all local. So like we ate there, we got drinks there. We watched Jerry. We did, this was two other comedians on before him and they were really, both really funny. And honestly, I like I've like I said, I've loved Jerry Seinfeld for years, and I knew he was going to be funny. But he honestly, I, I was I couldn't breathe with laughing. He honestly is really really funny. I was very very surprised at how funny he He's was. So chill, so relaxed when he tells a joke. Yeah, and and the thing I like about him is as well, and not that I'm against like cursing in in a comedy set, but like he doesn't curse, he doesn't swear. Mm. He doesn't say any bad words. He just, like you could take your kids, really. They wouldn't understand what he was talking about. But he doesn't say any bad words at all. And he doesn't like. He, what I mean is, he doesn't need to rely on that because obviously you can say bad words and get a laugh because you said something shocking. Jerry doesn't do that. He was, incre- he was incredible. If you want a good masterclass on Jerry's comedy, uh, Howard Stern did an interview with him a few years back. It was uh, his most, the latest Jerry Seinfeld interview with Howard Stern. And Jerry talks about how he breaks down a joke, how he creates a joke, and how he moves forward with a joke. Yeah. And like I said, it's a masterclass in comedy. It's a great interview if you get a chance. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, definitely. Um, if you watch Seinfeld, you'll, you, like, you'll, I'm assuming you you like Seinfeld. I'm, I'm just going to assume you do. When I was no? younger, when okay. I was younger, I, I was so bold to go, you know what's a great idea? And this is, my, mind you, I'm under 18 can't go to a comedy club. I mean, I, I probably could have, but I, I didn't. But um, I would tell my friends, I'm going to do Seinfeld in Spanish. And I, I, I learned Spanish late in life, around 14. Yeah. And so when I'm around 16, I started going, Hola, mi amigos. Me voy a ir a la tienda. <laughs> I started doing that. And one of my friends who spoke Spanish said, listen, you barely speak Spanish as it is. You can't do that. You're going to forget all the Spanish you've learned. It, you're not going to be able to keep the inflection going, the conversation's going, don't do it. And I'm like, oh, no me digas nada así. I kept doing that. Uh, of course, I forgot all my Spanish. I barely know how to speak Spanish now. I can order food. But then uh, a comedian by the name of Pablo Francisco nailed, nailed the Seinfeld in Spanish. He, uh, he would do this whole impression of Jerry in Spanish, and then he would do Kramer in Spanish. Freaking hilarious. Oh, brilliant. Amazing. Brilliant. Amazing. But yeah. but yeah, like so if you watch the way like um like if you watch the way like an ep- an episode of Seinfeld is structured, there's like a lot of things going on all separate. Like the characters got their own little story arcs within the episode, and at the very end it all comes together. Jerry tells jokes very much the same way. So he'll he'll like start off on one bit and then he'll just go off into another joke and then he'll bring them back together. And at the very end, he tells one punchline that just ties everything that he's just talked about in together. And and then the crowd just erupts because he did that, like it goes full circle. He is incredible. Yeah. I, one of the jokes I love that he does, he, he, I believe he did it on Letterman. He was like, when you talk to people, what do you have to give them your best? I mean, how do I know I don't need the best? I might need it later today. How am I going <laughs> to give somebody my best? Yeah. And then so he tells a whole bunch of jokes. And at the very end, he goes, just give them my best. Yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Stand up and I do the double. I do the clap. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got it. I recorded a segment of his set um, on my phone, and I'm going to play it at the end of the episode. It's just it's this one little skit that he does, and it's on um, 
Oh, what is it called? Oh, geez, I can't remember the name of it now. It's like uh, he's talking about an infomercial that's on TV, and it's something to do with like fixing leaks. It's like it's not, it's not Flex Seal. Flex Seal, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he t- he tells this one thing about what he loves to watch on TV, and he started off by saying like, I used to have a TV show, and of course the crowd goes crazy, and he's like, thank you, and he's like, yeah, I love watching the Flex Seal commercial, and he just talks about that, and he talks about it for like five minutes, and then at the end he tells one punchline and it ties the whole thing in and you're just like oh man and i was so glad i recorded it and the audio is not that bad so i'm going to play it at the end of the episode so people can hear Excellent. just how good he is fantastic, fantastic. and we, we we appear to have uh, stephanie i don't know if she's like left completely but like her camera's not on and her microphone is muted i'm i'm here uh, my husband went to the grocery store and i have a kid <laughs> oh okay That's the, right no, I wasn't sure because nobody's ever done that before so I wasn't sure if you were still I'm there I'm so sorry I put it in the chat but I'm here I'm here oh, okay yeah I, 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 can't, just... I can see that you've sent something in the chat but I didn't even notice it until you said something sorry I didn't I know was... this was an option I would have gotten a refill on my IPA if I would have just from... <laughs> yeah. guys I'm a zoom expert excellent yeah <laughs> you did have practice didn't you <laughs> okay so Brian I'm going to ask you the question first yeah. if you had to pick Three comedians, like just off the top of your head, who you who you think are the best? Who would you pick? That's a difficult question because I studied a lot and a lot and a lot of comedy uh, growing up. I was a huge fan of Sam Kinison at a very young age. Um, when he died, my brother woke me up and said, "I have bad news." And I looked at him and I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Sam Kinison died," and I started crying. I was like, "Oh, I was devastated." I stood home from school that day. I was so devastated. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee was another one. Um, yeah. Amazing Jonathan. Now, I before I became the Belusionist, I was the Belusionist as a magician. I was studying magic. I was a Magic Castle member. That's here in Los Angeles, by the way, if you've never been. Um, I wanted to be more of a magician, more of a showman. And balloons were sort of like a little like, ah, hey, here's a bonus. I'm going to do a magic show, but here's, you know, here, here's a little thing here. And then um, I got really good at doing balloons. And it got to the point where people were like, F your magic. Uh, we just want the balloons. So Amazing Jonathan is a comedian slash magician. And uh, when I, I was studying with this uh, magician by the name of Jeff McBride, he works with Siegfried and Roy, uh, Chris Angel. I went to go study with him for a week. And I told him that AJ, Amazing Jonathan, was a big uh, influence on me. And I showed him my magic show. And he goes, all right, you've completely ripped off Amazing Jonathan's show. I go, yes. And he goes, but it's completely G-rated. I'm, I'm amazed. How is it you managed to pull his magic show off and do it for kids? And I said, that's where the talent comes in. So I didn't completely rip them off. I made it my own. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So Stephanie, who, who would you, who would you pick? You, you don't have to, if you can't pick three, then maybe just one. <laughs> oh, I have three. I have three. Oh, okay. But here's the thing. I did not study comedy or anything of the sort. But I did yeah. watch a lot like of sitcoms. sitcoms. I didn't hear what Brian said. I said, and yet you teach. <laughs> no, I'm funny. <laughs> Kids are funny. Um, also, I work the IT guy, and that's what he calls himself. Or he calls himself the technology guy at my school. His main source of income is that he's a clown. Nice. But he does he does magic and balloons and all of that, and he brings it to school. But he literally is the guy who like comes over and plugs my cords in for me when I he went to school for IT he no he went to he went to clown college he was in the Ringling Brothers and stuff I'll bet you I know this guy 
well, his name is Kevin Brown, missed- which is a name you're just going to find everywhere. No, no, no. I'm like, because I know a Kevin Comstock. I know Eddie Medrano. <laughs> no, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a, all, all Ringling Brothers. He's amazing. But anyway, he, he literally does the IT stuff like as a steady source of income. And then on the weekends, he walks on stilts and makes balloons and, and, but he's, he's magical and amazing. Um, I was going to say Jimmy Fallon. And then after I'm going to go get my IPA now. (laughs) <laughs> this is for me it's like the people who've made me die laughing in my life and i could list a hundred <laughs> but jimmy fallon makes me laugh he still makes me laugh and he's always made me laugh but then i was thinking of roseanne <laughs> and <Looks> like <laughs> I didn't hear what Brian said again. Neither did I, but it's just made me laugh. What's going on over here with the audio? I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, The Roseanne show was probably the show that made me laugh the most in my whole entire life. And then the Connors still, like, just my favorite. I don't know why, but also she reminds me of my family. Um, What was popular about that show? She reminded everybody of their family. Yeah. I, I would hope so. It's most she people. Yeah, it's most people. Even me. She, like she remi- back when obviously she was doing the show, she reminded me of one of my aunties. Like, and I'm yeah. from the UK. Like, so there's no, you know, it's very different. But you said, there's right. still that family value there that you know that yeah, she. No has. matter where you were, you could identify with that show. Yeah. It's like sarcastic as hell and amazing. But then it's it seemed like some people would be like, "Oh, it's so trashy." No, that's how everyone. That's life. Lives. That's how people live. I don't associate with those people. That's how everyone talks to each other. If if they're comfortable and yeah. anyway, that's how my family is. It's like the Roseanne show, and I watched some of her stand up. And then I was thinking, oh my gosh, I could list, but they're all big names like Chris Rock and like that. Yeah, that's fine. That, that made that's, me that laugh be fine. my ass off. But then I was thinking about Lily Tomlin because who on. I remember seeing her stand up when I was young. And then more recently, I watched Grace and Frankie. And that's hands down one of my favorite shows of all effing times. And it's mostly because of Lily Tomlin. And she's also Miss Frizzle, which is my teacher life goals. My favorite Lily Tomlin story is on the filming of I Heart Huckabees with Robert De Niro. Uh, I'm sorry, no, Robert De Niro. I meant Dustin Hoffman. I don't know why I would mix those two guys. I mix those two guys up. It's fine. <laughs> no, it makes sense. It makes sense. They all look the same. It's they're, they're, they're nothing alike, but yeah, I always go. Have you seen Hook with Robert De Niro? <laughs> yeah. He would have been good in Hook, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I'm looking for the Peter Pan. He's got to be spoken to. So. Anyway, uh, Lily Tomlin, I Heart Huckabees, Dustin Hoffman. Apparently, the drama... Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. The drama that was taking place on the uh, set was nowhere near what that movie was about. And Lily locks herself in the car that she's in. And the director's trying to get her out of the car. And she's going, no! <laughs> Fuck you! No! So finally, Dustin has to, like, shimmy the door open. And he pulls. He's like, come on, come on. Come on, calm down. Come on. No, fuck him! And it's, it's regarding the director. And he's like, listen, listen, we're, we're doing a scene. We're doing a scene. Just just use it. Just use it, okay? Just use it. 
She's like, all right, fine, fuck it. But then it's like that scene in Pee Wee Herman when the nun is having that issue with the kid from the Wonder Years. I've been ready since first call. And the nun's like, goodbye, little boy. It's like that. Literally, it's that scene. So she's literally, fuck you. She's locked in the car too. Well, here's how we find a bliss. This, I'm like, use what anger energy? What are you talking? That scene is nothing like what is going on in real life. <laughs> I, I, I think... Lily Tomlin came to mind because of seeing her. I was like a young kid. It might've been one of the first stand-up things I ever saw. And then there was some kind something about Pop-Tarts. Like there was a commercial or maybe one of her jokes or something, but then she was Miss Frizzle or in magic school bus. Yeah. Who is like my teacher goals. I mean, I hope I, I probably won't fly a school bus. <laughs> one yeah. day hope one day yeah. but then grace and frankie just wrecked my soul with hilarity and amazingness with these old ladies it was like golden girls but better yeah <laughs> and i think um that she came to mind and well, it's like i was gonna say lily tomlin's you know when you think of lily tomlin you think acting you don't think comedy and then same with Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler started as a comedian before he got into SNL. Then he got into the whole writing thing. And one of the jokes that I tell from Adam Sandler to this day, literally my wife and I said this joke on the way here. Uh, Adam Sandler, when he's doing stand-up, he said, um, you ever get sick and you stay home from school and uh, your mom rubs Vicks on your chest? I remember I told my mom, we're just friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> just look at Adam Sandler's face when he sells like we're just friends right yeah so we're, we're we're talking about whatever trauma we've endured as children and how we are trying not to inflict that on our children and this and that and um and I said yeah like I remember one time my mom did this and that and my wife goes you were just friends right <laughs> oh my god really? damn it <laughs> okay so Adam Sandler was also in my mind because of the effect much better than Jimmy Fallon. Go on. Of the <laughs> movies, the movies where if anyone talks about shampoo or conditioner in this house. <laughs> so real it's quick, like, I got I got drunk in Vegas recently. Uh, I was teaching at a convention, and uh, the first day you get there, everybody's so happy to see each other. It's like oh, I haven't seen you in forever. Blah blah. So of course I got drunk, and uh, way too drunk than I should have, and um, I was passed out in the living room of our suite and my daughter tells me when she, we're having breakfast the next day she's like daddy promise me you're not going to get too drunk today i go uh i wasn't aware you knew i was drunk uh, you were asleep when i came home and she's like well no when you woke up in the morning you were like leg that's a billy madison reference <laughs> and he reaches for somebody's leg and he just says leg but she said that to me and i was like oh fuck <laughs> um, that was <laughs> I'm thinking of the hangover scene there or the hangover of Billy Madison but there's no, a... no it's, it's when he chases the penguin yes yeah he falls <laughs> he's like come here penguin he falls down somebody walks by him and he goes leg <laughs> my daughter has seen Billy Madison one too many times because it's one of my I need white noise films when I'm building balloons and my wife took her to Target the other day to go buy Halloween supplies they're getting ready they're, they're getting ready they started getting ready for Halloween in March. Um, so my oldest grabs a skull 
and picks it up and goes, to die? To sleep? No more! <laughs> <laughs> my wife filmed that. I'm going to post that video later. There's, um, um, my oldest are 13 and they've seen all of these freaking movies, but we will literally look at each other and be like, stop looking at me, swan. <laughs> <laughs> we can't eat soup together, my family and I. Because if we eat soup, we go, hey, Carl, what's up? <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, Billy Madison, uh, it, it's, it's it's everybody's secret loved movie. Oh, People can say all this. Adam Sandler's awful. Adam Sandler, oh, this and that. But everybody knows a Billy Madison reference. Stop it. Well, of course. And th well, then you have Big Daddy, and we reference that here all the time. Like my own ass. But I can wipe my own ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People talk about what's the most dramatic scene you've ever seen. I wipe my own ass. My <laughs> God. You have to be made of stone not to cry at that scene. <laughs> I, also, I also really, really love Happy Gilmore. Yes. And, and so Billy Madison was in my list. Or not Billy Madison. <laughs> His real name is Adam Sandler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I said I said Jimmy Fallon just because recently he's been making me laugh. And yeah. then I thought about this because Gavin said we were going to talk about comedians. And my friends sent like three different Jimmy Fallon videos in like this group chat, totally unrelated. And I'm sitting here just freaking dying like 10 minutes before we're coming in here. And Jimmy Fallon, I, 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 I love SNL and just him breaking every freaking sketch bothered me. And I mean, it, Lorne Michaels would tell everyone when you join the cast, if this isn't the freaking Carol Burnett show, don't break. And Jimmy Fallon, they're <laughs> ruining every sketch of this stupid smirk. When they made fun of him, a family guy, that was the best. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen that. Okay, so my family favorite comedian is peter griffin yeah you mean or yeah Stewie. you call beats him yeah seth mcfarland or peter griffin do what seth mcfarland the guy that voices peter griffin well, or i mean i seth mcfarland is amazing well, specifically I didn't, peter griffin i didn't think of him but peter griffin is probably one of my favorites too see that this is a that, that that that's a different question we can do we can do like sitcom characters and I would yeah. accept Peter Griffin as a sitcom character right. I was gonna say he's not a comedian even remember he did try to be a comedian if you remember that and he put the beer in his in his pocket and he pissed himself and everybody laughed and he thought he was a comedian after that <laughs> there's um there's like certain episodes of Family Guy where I couldn't breathe I hear you <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't breathe and it was usually like ladies and gentlemen Mr. Conway Twitty <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, like the the dumbest the dumbest ones are always the ones that make me just yes agreed it's a great show it is a great show so, so right now like there's a there's a meme going around because uh trans people are a hot hot button issue right now and so the latest video that's circulating the internet is the um uh it's uh, quagmire's dad mom at a bar and uh, the bartender says, excuse me, you can't do that. Oh, it's okay. I'm trans. Oh, then you can do anything all the time. Yeah, that's not going to go down well. No, no, it's not. But that, mind you, that scene was made like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it, it's just kicking off now. So it's reset. It's just kicking off now. It's like the yeah. fact that somebody goes, oh, well, they were on that 10 years ago. Let's bring this back up. Yeah, of course. That show, that show offends everyone, though. So 
in my mind it offends me and i still watch yeah. it Just, that's the thing if you're easily offended don't watch it like it's well, like, uh, they, i get I, I would say twice a day somebody sends me the one where peter farts into a balloon to make a balloon animal <laughs> and, and i always reply bro if i could do that i would <laughs> yeah. you make tons of money. Well, lung power it takes to blow up a balloon <laughs> yeah exactly. no i don't have it um <laughs> gavin okay. who Oh, well, sorry. I was gonna say well, you didn't say your favorite three. We yeah, I was just gonna say so. So mine, like, I'll I'll go quickly with mine. Um, you guys heard of a guy called Billy Connolly? Yes. Okay, I, I'm glad at least one of you know knows who he is. He's really funny. He's from Scotland. He's been in loads of movies as well, like just like sort of bit part. He was in not Lord of the Rings, but the Hobbit movies. I think he was in. He's done a lot anyway. He's he's done. A, he's really funny. He voiced, um, you know, the movie Brave, the Disney movie Brave. Yes. He voices her father in that. Oh, okay. He's really funny. He's really, really funny. You, you need to, I'm going to find a skit, Steph, and I'll send you one of the skits that he's done. He's really funny. So him, and I got to, he's retired now, but I got to see him perform live, which was amazing. Obviously, Jerry Seinfeld is another one. So I got to tick that one off my me, me comedian bucket list. But my all-time favorite is Ricky Gervais. That guy kills me. Okay. He, I love this. There's no holds barred when it comes to Ricky Gervais. He just doesn't give a fuck. He just says whatever he wants. And he is a comical genius. Like when people throw that term around genius a lot, Ricky is definitely a genius. His comedies, that he, the shows that he writes, incredible. His stand-up, I've seen him twice live. The guy's amazing. Well, and he's, amazing. he's not just doing stand-up and being funny. He's... He's also doing things with his humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I do love well, him. He got, he got banned here in the in the uh, United States for being real and saying what should have been said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like the Golden Globes, the <laughs> impact of the here. Golden Globes is amazing. Don't, don't gloat. You're winning an award. Don't yeah. your, when you go <laughs> yeah. back home with your million dollar mansions in your pools. He's right though, isn't he? Like you know, yeah, these are like the right. privileged people in the world. Like they can't take a joke. It's like when Madonna would get up and be like, oh, we need to do this while I return to my diamond-studded jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. so slightly moving on um, and talking about, like, obviously people not getting certain things. My other question I wanted to ask is, what is something that you hate or you just don't get that everyone else seems to love? Sports. It can be, it can be a person. It can be any. What did you say? Sports. Sports. He said Sports, sports. I'm just. I'm not into sports. I don't. I don't get the sport thing. I don't That's get funny. It. I'm the girl, and I love sports. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it at all. I don't like watching it. I don't like playing it. Like I'm just not sporty Six. at all. I I grew up in uh, East LA, as I mentioned, uh, Huntington Park, which is a uh, closer to South Central, and we have gangs. And literally, if you wear the wrong color, you will get shot. If you wear the wrong jewelry, you will get shot or beaten up. And so to hear people getting beaten up or shot for wearing a freaking jersey, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I spent my entire life avoiding being shot, avoiding being beaten up. And you guys are people, hey, everybody look at me. I'm a, a sports fan. You're asking for it. <laughs> That's why we don't go to Philadelphia games. <laughs> See what I mean? She can't go to yeah. Philly. Yeah. No? I, I, the sandwiches I just, are fantastic I, down there. I, I'm with you on that one, Brian. I don't. I don't get the sports thing. That's funny. I love well baseball and football, not so much anything else. But yeah, but it is really popular. So that was a good choice. A lot of people love sports. 
Oh, I mean, I'm a minority when it comes to that. Uh, like, I'll yeah. so I do a lot of events, and I meet a lot of strangers. I meet a lot of people, and and immediately they they look at me. And they go like, "You're a man. You there? Sports?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Ah, yes, indeed, sports. I uh, like the one with the balls. Oh, I love that one. The tiny one or the oblong one? All of it. I love all of it, as long as you're paying my checks. Sports ball. <laughs> yeah. Sports ball." That's the one. The, okay, so Gavin's going to know. I don't know if Brian's going to. But the first time I met Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC, it was an accident. Oh, I think you mentioned a sports player. No. <laughs> it's me, me and my three friends who gave no shits about boy bands. And we just happened. I mean, we were in the same city. He was playing the next night. So, But they just happened to be in the same bar as us. And he comes over and my friend is wearing a Philadelphia Eagles shirt. And so he starts asking us who our teams are. And he gets to the last guy and he's like, well, who's your team? And he was like, I don't really follow. And Chris Kirkpatrick was like, oh, so do you like musicals? Cats? Wow. <laughs> and you know, the is, I would have responded to that. <laughs> it so It was so rude, but it was damn funny because then for the rest of the weekend, he calls up called us like redskins dolphins eagles cats <laughs> <laughs> i and, i would have been that i would have been cats i would have been that guy right but that's i mean it's rude to be like okay you don't like sports you must like musicals like that's not a nice thing to say yeah. <laughs> See, i thought you were i thought you were essentially saying that chris kapatrick is the thing that you don't get that everyone else loves. okay also maybe <laughs> but that's not what i was gonna say but that's a really good the goddamn answer because i do not like chris kirkpatrick i'm like eminem like on this with chris kirkpatrick you can get yeah. your kicked i don't like him I, I don't know who that is. I you said in sync, so I'm just gonna lump him in with Justin Timberlake. Yes. Um, um, he's one of his he's friends. Not Justin. <laughs> but I'm just in, that that to me that's in sync. I don't I don't know anybody else. Look, so you know, you Gavin's, know, yeah, trying, you, you Gavin's know, trying to get Chris on this podcast. Yeah, I think we're no, just blowing Chris that. Fantastic here. Um, yeah, so you, you right, know the sorry. Eminem song. I don't know which which one is it. Without me, I think it is. Yeah. He's and like, he says Chris the line, Patrick, Chris Kirkpatrick, you're going to get your ass kicked. Ass kicked. You're worse than talking. the little limp biscuit bastards. Yeah, that's that's who he's talking about, Chris Kirkpatrick. And that's that's honestly his claim to fame now, I think, more so than being an oh, NSYNC. I have a shirt with his face on it that says, you can get your A asterisk asterisk kicked. But he, that was from Chris. Like Chris. Yeah, I would him. wear that. I would wear that T-shirt. And he, truthfully, I'm not. I don't hate him. I just. No. It's a, like he's not my person, but anyway, yeah, he's not your favorite. I was I'm gonna just... say, I was gonna say chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't like chocolate, really? I'm right. I'm right okay. I'm right. No, no. Listen, right. You don't like chocolate. I'm gonna go on record when I say this. You don't like chocolate because you've never had nice chocolate. It's simple okay. as that. You but guys the in the states do not know how to make nice chocolate. No, amazing chocolate it's not that i don't like it i just don't care yeah you would though if it was like cadbury's chocolate from the uk you would care you definitely would care I you don't, guys don't, don't get the cool stuff no my my wife loves chocolate it's her go-to and like we'll, we'll go to the store and she'll reach for chocolate and i'm like i'll take these gummies over here but they have to be a specific type of gummy reese's yeah. i like reese's i just yeah. don't i don't do sweets much at all 
like candy or anything and it's oh more i do I, that's my vice is sweets it's like a physical candy. thing it's it makes me jittery it makes me like anxious and it just doesn't help i have a low see i i get jittery when i don't have candy <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. part of me now okay i have i get jittery when i don't have beer but <laughs> yeah. right now yeah <laughs> you know yeah. whatever but there's um but if you give me some sour gummy worms, I'm probably gonna eat them. Oh yeah, right there. That's so, and I've got to send you. I'm, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna send you some candy from here because you can get good stuff, and you'll try it and see what you. I've want. had Norwegian chocolate, and yeah, I've that's not don't don't consider that. Almond chocolate, but it's like, um, and I, I I will have one and enjoy it, but I no, got I'll like, send you some bars. But but. It's still just gonna make me feel jittery and anxious. <laughs> I need to try it though, because you can't. If you say if you try it and go, yeah, I still don't get it, then fine. But no, you need to. And try like I said, it. it doesn't mean that I don't like it. Like yeah. one piece, and I will enjoy it, and I will probably whatever you have, I'll probably know it's better than a Hershey's bar. But I'd Hershey's much bar. rather open a box of Cheez-Its. Yeah, see, I don't like cheese. It's I don't get it. I'm a flaming hot lime guy. <laughs> so okay, so the thing that I don't get, I'm not gonna say I hate because I, I wouldn't say that, but I just don't get it, and everyone else seems to love it. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't get it. Gavin, I almost said it, and then I was like, Gavin, Gavin, end this conversation now, unless you want to get canceled. <laughs> no, I, I think I think she agrees with me. I do. I'm I'm just warning you now. Oh, you? You're a Taylor Swift fan? No, 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 no. I have just seen what happens when you yeah, mention... Yeah, you're going to Okay, right, listen. You're going to say... have to change your name. And we love you, Taylor. Connection. We love you. I'll start off by saying that she's... Because I'm a, I'm a singer, so I get it. She's And she's a really talented songwriter. She's got an okay voice. I'm not going to say she's amazing. She's not Pink. Pink has got an incredible voice. She's very... Meh. She plays guitar. Okay. I, just, I don't understand this appeal of like concerts selling out like in minutes. I just I don't understand it. We just don't this want to get back to our fans. I'm telling you, and I'm warning you now. End this conversation. <laughs> okay. I know, and the thing is, I'm not a demographic. I, I I get that, but like everyone at my age seems to like it, so I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. There's I, um. I, I was literally going to say Taylor Swift, and I thought I better not. This is a podcast. No, I'm saying, I'm not saying anything bad about it. She's very nice, very nice looking woman, very attractive. Like, if we're talking attraction wise, she's beautiful. Like, I'm not nothing to do with the way she looks, nothing to do with her talent. I just don't get why it's so big, right? Why she's so huge. Yes, I don't understand the the appeal. Time though, as a woman who is a country fan, and she came out when she was like a little bitty thing and she was writing her own songs, I was really appreciative. Yeah. Then and yes. now, now it's like this big pop star thing, and I don't know that she meant it to be like that, but girls clung to her songwriting yeah. and her songs and her pop star. Like she's like Britney, but she writes her own damn songs, kind of thing. Yeah. Don't don't get me started on Britney Spears because no. we'll okay. be here all day. Like honestly, like that is a fucking don't like. Yeah. Let's just my leave daughter, my thirteen year old daughter in the past four weeks has become a Swifty and this is the most irritating thing that has ever happened in my life. 
And I literally called my mom and dad on like conference call and was like, what the f- do I do? Because they dealt with me like this with boy bands. <laughs> so my parents were so kind and gracious to me. I'm like, how do you be nice? Cause she comes down and tells me about the dress Taylor was wearing last night's show. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> telling me this mom can we go to indianapolis in october 2024 i'm like no <laughs> good luck getting tickets they sell out in seconds and like exactly. they sell I'm out here worrying, like is in sync reuniting do i need to take out of my retirement yeah we're not talking about taylor swift yeah, that's i'm a grown-up yeah <laughs> yeah the they recently put out a uh, uh, notice that says for Taylor Swift fans, if you do not have a ticket, you are not allowed to show up to the venue. And in New Jersey, 10,000 people still showed up without tickets and they just sat in the wow. parking lot. And what are they going to do? They're not going to yeah. arrest them all. They can't, but they did it and they pulled it off. And so, yeah, we had a Los Angeles concert, I think about a month after that. And same thing. They said, do not show up unless you have a ticket. And bam, our streets were flooded. And yep. uh, Taylor Swift fans. Just it's to listen from outside. Yeah, just to listen from outside. To be, it's. I guess it. I guess it's like being near Jesus or something. You know. Yes. Just yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't understand it. Just to be there, and there's most of me would never even buy a nosebleed seat anymore because I don't. But for Pink, I sat up in the nosebleeds, and it was wonderful. And so I get that, but I do not get up show get showing up without a ticket. Yeah, I don't get that either. That, although I'm also although, 39. Although you were yeah. you were gonna do that when we were when we were supposed to go to New Hampshire. <laughs> she was well, gonna do that sad thing. Gavin got me. So really? last concert I attended was uh Ramstein. Do you guys know Ramstein? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't understand a word they what is sing. It? Dush Dushnesh or something or like Duhast? Duhast, that's it. Do Dushnes. Duhast, yeah. Uh, there's Duhast, there's uh Big Dish, there's uh uh, I, I can name them all, but anyway, point is, um, we missed them previous years, my wife and I, and we've been fans of theirs since uh, ninety something odd. Um, so since they were on TRL, probably. I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just number uh, two before InSync. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It was anti InSync. But uh, anyway, so I bought tickets uh, to go see them there at the Alley Coliseum. And I bought nosebleeds, and I and she's like, "Why are you buying nosebleeds?" I said, "Watch me get to the front." And I said, "You're gonna follow me." And I basically turned into a twenty-year-old. I'm forty-three. Turned into a twenty-year-old. Made our way down. She's like, "We can't be down here. We don't have tickets." I go, "Stop it! Just follow me, and we're going to the front." Get your weave game on. <laughs> Come on! And then uh, the concert was at eight o'clock, and literally at six thirty, we're going. Do we really need to go though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of tired. I've had a, I've had a big day. Seven o'clock. We're like, oh, I mean, I, I've already had dinner. I'm getting really tired. Like maybe we should. And I was like, no, no. You know what? This is probably the last time they're going to be in America. Let's let's go. Let's go. And we fought. We went. We got there. Literally, it started at eight. It ended at ten. It was the best concert I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> and you did nice. not go up front. Uh, no, we we made it. Um, we made it to the pit, but not so close. But just enough. But you yeah, also want to take the dangerous mind. Is insane. It's it's so visual. So well, that yeah. would be that would be a, a concert that I would not even try to go to the pit. <laughs> no, <laughs> dangerous. 
yeah for boy bands though yeah it's different i've I've been i've been i've been like the only male in the pit of a boy band show so (laughs) there's like a um but with boy bands there's like an etiquette and if someone's doing that everyone's going to be mad at you because we're all standing nicely right like we're we're not letting you up here and then also we're going to hold our space so travis scott Travis Scott concert. I was hired to make a balloon at Travis Scott Astro World in either 2018 or 2019, before all the fiasco happened. Um, I found a local brewery. I said, is my obligation fulfilled? Have I built what I needed to build? And they said, yes, perfect. I found all the local breweries. I really didn't care who Travis Scott was. And I said, I'm going to go and partake in all the local breweries. I ended up, they, they conned me into coming back and they said, we need you here. We need you to fix this balloon. Come back. I showed up after drinking a gallon of beer. I showed up with a gallon of beer. I hid them in my sleeves because I thought I was being slick. And I walk into this con. They go, oh, they look at my band. My band was like the highest band to get me backstage ever. Anyway, point is, I'm pissed drunk. And I tell my friend, I'm going to the front. And like I was going to go mosh in the mosh pit. (laughs) I get to the front and it's not a mosh pit. It's more like a kumbaya circle. And literally everybody has locked arms. And they're going in a circle very slowly. And then another group is going in a circle in the opposite direction in front of them. If, if somebody was videotaping this from the, the air, they would have seen quite the kaleidoscope of people. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And especially if they were high. Oh, massively. I lost my shoes. <laughs> and I ended up... <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. It was, it was like there were stomping mud holes everywhere and people spilling drinks. And so it was just muddy. I lost my shoes and I'm like, God damn it. Now I'm, I'm again, pissed drunk. So I think this is a great idea. I'm going to crawl on my hands and knees and try to find my shoes. And all of a sudden I'm getting stomped on. I'm like, ah, ah. So <laughs> <laughs> security grabs me because they're like, this man is having a seizure. And I grab onto the fence. Like, I lost my shoes. And I'm like, come, get over here. Come on, come on. They're trying to pull me. And I'm like, my shoes. So finally the security guy goes, do you see shoes down there? And this kid goes, yeah, here, here. And he picks them up. <laughs> Hands up to me. All right. Like, now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love, I love, I go to country shows, I go to boy band shows, and that's, and I go to little tiny, like acoustic independent artist shows. And the difference between the three is the most magical thing. But then you get to that independent artist show, and all you want to do is dance and sing and yell and like talk to people, and they're like, shh. Yeah, you just gotta listen. Yeah, you're interrupting the arts. But see, I'm like that at the boy band shows. I literally stand there with my arms folded like this, and everyone else is going "show you," and they're all fucking singing and dancing, and I'm like, I'm like this, and I look like the husband that's been made to come to the show. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I went once with with Dina, my wife, and and some of her friends were there, and one of them said to Dina during the show, like, "Is Gavin okay?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, this is just what he does." And because I'm, I'm listening to the harmonies, I'm listening to see if they're singing yeah. live. I'm listening to see. I'm watching the way they're singing with the mic, like one minute, like one of them will be singing like this. And then when they do a harmony, they move the mic away a little bit so that the person that's on lead is louder than, than them because they're doing the harmony. And I'm watching for all that stuff. And I literally have my arms folded while I'm like, that's just how it is when I go to these okay. shows. That's how I was. And Brian, again, Brian doesn't know, but for BB Mac, I was totally d- uh, guitar stalking those boys. Yeah, like, they, they're an, they are an incredible act. BB I Mac was watching amazing. their guitars. I was listening to their harmonies. It was like the mix, the mix that came together for the boy yeah. band and the independent 
guy at the small venue and it was like yeah. i stood back because i didn't get up with the crazies but when you said BB Mac, i thought you meant bb king and i'm like he's still alive <laughs> BB king. Right. yeah yeah he was great as well bb king just the bb max yeah I, I don't know who bb mac is so i'm gonna have to google that when we're done yeah it's a, it, they're a pop band but they played like guitars i say they they played they're still around but they're really talented, and they've been, a couple of the guys have been on the podcast before. They're really good, good guys. They're, they're British, yeah, guys. So when they they're from Liverpool, when they yeah. came out, um, it was post in sync, but like pre O Town, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was probably seventeen or so, and I think I had their first album, but I'd never met them or seen them unless they opened for In Sync when I was in the Nosebleeds back in the day, but um. I saw them live, not to mention I saw them during the VIP, like play right in front of my face. And all yeah. I could do was watch their hands, like actually playing guitar, which is not something boy bands do. <laughs> no, no, they're great musicians, all three of them. And it was what such a I weird think? experience to be in a small venue like that. The same place I've seen independent artists where you sit in a seat and you you just have to be quiet like it's church, but we're boy band. So everyone's like pushed up against all these women are pushed up against the stage. Yeah. Guys playing guitar. It was the weirdest experience, but they were amazing. It's just one of, one of my favorite videos is uh, new kids on the block playing Disney and they're singing this full on concert. It was, uh, I don't remember which, which world of Disney, I guess was putting the concert on, but in the middle of it, somebody hands Joey McIntyre a guitar and he starts playing this guitar and my buddy and I watched this 20 years later and we're like, the guitar's not even plugged in. What is he doing? <laughs> like, but at the time when this first aired, we we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. We could go on for days about, about those bros, but Joey, um, well, they're musical. It's just like, they didn't get to be. Yes. That is, that's true. But, um, yeah. Like Joey plays piano and stuff. I know that, but um, Joe. See, I'm a, I'm a fan of like, I, I, don't get me wrong, New Kids on the Block are really talented and stuff. And I do like their last album, which was years ago now, or the, the comeback album. I loved it. And we st- me and my wife still listen to it now. Me but too. I was never a fan of theirs because I love the bands that do vocal harmonies and actually every member serves a purpose vocally to the band. It's not the case with them, guys. It's really not like... Look, know, you're now you're now getting to the point where you're never even going to have Danny Wood on here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that, do you know what? That was all. That was almost. A, that almost happened. Really? It's. It, it, I swear it almost. Like it. We. I was in talks with somebody that was working for him. I won't go into detail. I'll tell you off here. And uh, this person had said, "Yeah, like he's he will do it. Like he said he'll do it." And it was like it was literally in motion. And then something happened, which I'll explain to you off air. And it just, unfortunately, it's not going to happen now. That connection is now gone, but it almost happened. And like you I say, they're all talented me. guys, but it was like the back, Backstreet Boys, you know, and like O-Town and NSYNC, they all, to anyone like Brian, who's like not into that kind of music, which is totally fine. I'm not knocking you at all. Like, why would you be? Um, like, I'm an exception to the rule, obviously. Um, it doesn't mean anything to you, but like it literally like all the members of those three bands I just named, they all serve a purpose vocally to the band. Like they can sing without any music at all in perfect harmony. And that's yeah. what I like. And there's a lot of pop bands that don't do that. And they all get lumped into the same group. 
And that's why I'm like, I, I always defend the likes of the Backstreet Boys and stuff because I'm like, okay, they do have cheesy songs and the name's cheesy, but they're actually really good singers, like each one of them, and they know where they fit in the... You have to know what role you serve vocally to the band and you've got to own it, and each one of them. And same with NSYNC, they all own what they do. Like Lance Bass is an incredible bass singer. He's incredible, and you would never, you would just never assume that. But he really is like he's got the tone. That's why he was picked for that band because he was the right fit vocally for the group, and that's how it should be. That's that's the thing about boy bands. It's like it's about the singing, maybe a little be. bit about the dancing and the male stripper vibes. But <laughs> <laughs> they weren't chosen for uh, that particular reason. I don't know if you've heard the stories. <laughs> like I'm not trying to talk shit about anybody. But there's. I'm just saying they were victims of a certain. Yeah, of course. But like in sync, in sync's vocals are freaking just amazing. Yeah. And then I mean, O Town, who gets a like wrote off because they were formed on a TV show, a reality show. Those yeah. four guys that are left, and even Ashley, they are. So so magical together and not only the singing all of them can sing but then never yeah. raps and eric raps and they but they come together and they do the choreography and those bros are like eight years older than me and i can't even get up off the floor without my knees popping <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's some talent it is it is there's a lot of pop, pop bands that don't do that and that, that was my point is it's just yeah mm-hmm. you've got to know then- that the really good ones from the not really good ones. And like JC from NSYNC is so musically brilliant. Yeah. You wouldn't know that just from listening to NSYNC songs. No, you wouldn't. But you wouldn't know that he's also writing musicals and things like that. And same with the guys from Motown, like Dan Miller is freaking a musical genius. Jake yeah. played guitar. Like they, they, they all do that, but it's, it doesn't, lend to what they're doing on stage so they don't get to yeah you don't get to see that side of them unless you're sort of like a hardcore fan right well and i'm just over here in love with joey fatone because he's fucking funny yeah but that was funny what you said about joey mcintyre with the guitar like getting up and it's not even plugged in like it's not even plugged in. like wireless technology hadn't even been invented at this point so but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. uh going back to o-town uh so i was hired for marriage boot camp a tv show that aired for a while um and i was considered one of the dates one of the uh one of the the group forming dates um if you watch the show you had to go with your other so you're on there with your spouse and you're trying to get along with your spouse better so you switch off with other spouses and see how they interact with each other. And you go on dates with them. You either go. That sounds kind of dangerous. I, I, I know, but they, uh, what's <laughs> Mike's situation was on there with his wife. Well, anyway, so the guy from O-Town, I don't know what or who he was from O-Town, but they introduced me. They go, the guy from O-Town. And I go, okay. And the dude looked at me like, you don't know who I am. And I'm like, do you know who I am? <laughs> We're even. So I literally offended the look in his eyes when I did not know who he was. And I'm shaking his hand. He's looking at me like, motherfucker, are you serious? You don't know who the fuck I am? What? I'm gonna figure out who it was, but short, we're not gonna say it. Short. He had long hair past his ears. And on this show, he had a problem with Kendra Wilkinson. 
basically, our date got interrupted because uh, it, had to, it just had to have been Ashley because I can't imagine the other four. Was he blonde? Did he have blonde hair? No, it was like brown. It was like a. It's uh, got to be Jacob then, hasn't it? No, no, because his wife, his wife is that wouldn't fit. I couldn't Dude, tell you. So here's the thing. Definitely O-Town, was it? Bad experience. I had such a bad experience on the show. I usually tell everyone, everyone, I was on this show, I was on that show, even if I was cut. I'm like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> I told no one. I was like, I was so embarrassed because it was like, we're having a great, wonderful experience. And then boom, this whole conflict happened. And I just sort of like went off to the side. And uh, I told no one. At this time, I was teaching at a summer camp. I was teaching uh, kids how to make balloons as a summer camp uh, program. And every kid at that school went, hey, we saw you on TV. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry? And they go, yeah, teacher, what's her name? Told us that you were on marriage boot camp and she showed us the episode. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys saw that. Why? Why? <laughs> my, my mind is blown that you were on this. Sh like what, what shows have you been on? Cause I know that you were on Blippi. That's how I first discovered you. Uh, you I what else have you New York Goes to Work, uh, which is a VH1 show. Um, marriage Boot Camp. Uh, oh, God. So there are so many stupid... Oh, uh, the Ben Hoffman Show. Uh, okay. Ben Hoffman Show. I was on... Um, I, I got to write all these down at some point. Uh, I need to I was, say... I wonder if that Marriage Boot Camp is on, it's on YouTube. I, I don't know. Well, like I said, it was Kendra Wilkinson, Mike the Situation, the guy from O-Town. That was who they were trying to help that season okay so um so anyway uh, uh, uh tv shows uh well i was cut from the hangover three i was cut from guardians of the galaxy three uh i just filmed an episode of teen mom the the current ep current teen mom yeah uh did a birthday party there uh, i'm trying to I, I i'll i'll get back to you with the laundry so, list uh, uh, hold, on, hold on so guardians of the galaxy you were like an extra in that or no, no, I was, so the Hollywood scene in the Christmas special, somebody was supposed to make balloons. And I offered, I said, hey, I could do it. I'll dress up however you want me to dress. I'll do it. And they're like, no, no, we just want you to make all the balloons. And I'm like, God damn it, every damn time. So, so I made a monkey, a Christmas tree, something else. Well, uh, so but, this, hold on. So this was for the for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the movie. No, not uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Christmas special. Oh, okay. See, I haven't seen it. I've not seen it. Oh, okay. So there's a scene where they're trying to make Star-Lord's Christmas perfect, and they go to Hollywood Boulevard. Right, okay. And so what do you see on Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah. You know, costume characters, people make balloons, people doing other crazy Exactly, stuff. yeah. Well, yeah, they cut. And I mean, rightfully so. I, I think the whole balloons. No, but I, I swear to you, when they're on the spaceship, they were wearing balloons. So they're, they're, they had to have filmed the scene, but they just cut it. Right, okay. So were you yeah. in the scene, even though it was caught, like, were you in the scene with the stars? No, no, sadly, I'm not. I'm, whenever I'm hired as, a, I'm, I'm a consultant, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, so I did a Holiday Inn uh, commercial, and they had the mime do uh, the, the balloon animals on camera, and they had me off to the side making the balloons. That's the, it should uh, be you. You should be the one in. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not the look they're looking for, I guess. Uh, same with, was it Grey's Anatomy, or was it... Um, no, it was House. House was on Fox. Uh, same thing. I was a consultant. Yeah. So what? Okay. So I love House. So what? We what? What happened with that? I don't know. That, somebody had their hands being filmed, and they were doing balloons. But then they show the actor, and the actor had the balloons in his hand. So okay, were you involved in that though? In House, as a consultant. 
as a consultant. Okay. So did you meet anyone from the show? No. Oh, man. No. I, 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 I was obsessed, obsessed with I, house. Loved it. I've got to be very careful when I when I do anything like this. So I, I do a lot of celebrity events. I do a lot of celebrity stuff. And the reason why I do all that is because I don't go, get this. When you go to this person's house, this yeah. is what you see. I don't do that. No. Because if you do, the minute you do, then it's like, no, that guy's out. Exactly, yeah. And that's very respectful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same with uh, pictures. I'm very careful about taking a picture. Uh, I've, I've got a photo of me and Billy Zane. I've got a photo of me and Keith David. Uh, but that's only because I've worked for them for a couple of years prior to. I wouldn't. Yeah. The minute you fan out, yeah, uh, they're like, no, get this guy out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, they don't want that. Yeah. But Keith, Keith David. Do you know who Keith David is? No. Okay, so Keith David, um, African-American star. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. You would, if you, if, uh, let's see, Men at Work with Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen. Okay, I've uh, heard of that, yeah. He was the uh, supervisor of the trash company. Um, let's see, in the movie Future, I mean, TV show Future Men, if you've ever seen that, he plays the doctor in season one. Uh, oh, okay. Most recently, in uh, the movie Nope, he played the father who had like a quarter go through his skull and take him out. Anyway, point is, um, one of my favorite movies is Men at Work. It's an old 80s movie. I used to watch it as a kid. I went to go decorate at his house and I asked if he had a ladder. He gave me this rickety ladder. And I said to the event coordinator, I go, what did he steal this off the set of Men at Work? And so the event coordinator goes and grabs him and says, Brian, tell him your joke. I go, my joke? Yeah, what you said about the ladder. And I go, oh, this is a rickety ladder. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Tell him what you said. And I go, oh, oh, oh. I said, what? Did he steal this off the set of men at work? And for a second, he had to look like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, I get it. I, get it. I thought you were actually talking shit about <laughs> No, you're making a joke. Okay, got you. I thought you were just. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least I was like, it oh, anyway. fuck, I, was, I almost pushed it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love your stories, Brian. That's awesome. Thank, thank you. I, so, <laughs> listen, we've been recording for like well over an hour and a half, like an hour and 40 minutes. I think it is like, so we, we should wrap it up because I could keep talking to you guys all night, but it's, it, it, we've been talking for a while. You're welcome. Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody who will never come on Gavin's podcast now. <laughs> yeah. He just did the whole he didn't. Yeah. He... Apologies to Taylor Swift and Chris Patrick and <laughs> and New Kids. And whoever on the, the O Town guy was. <laughs> yes. Whatever that guy. Yeah. I was a dick. <laughs> so we are gonna end this episode as like I said earlier, with I recorded six minutes of um Jerry Seinfeld Jerry Seinfeld's concert. So I'm gonna end, I'm gonna finish the episode with that. So we're gonna extend it a further six minutes. So it's almost two hours long. Well, that's fine. It's nice but a long episode every now and then. Um but yeah, we'll, gonna send your season assist. we will be back um in a couple of weeks with another episode. And obviously, you can find the links to everything that we do on linktree.com forward slash majors mess hall. And that's all I'll say on that. Um, but thank you very much, Brian and Stephanie, for joining me. Thank you, Gavin. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, take it easy, guys. And um, yeah, we'll, I'll be in touch and we'll, we'll do it again soon. Yes. Count me in. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye now. <laughs> See you. <laughs> you don't know what to watch on TV. You know, my favorite show is people ask me all the time, because I used to have a TV show. People ask me, <laughs> what's your favorite show? Thank you very much. Thank you. My favorite
favorite TV show, honestly, at this point, my favorite TV show is the Flex Seal commercial. I do love it. <laughs> the Flex Seal commercial is the greatest. No. If you do not know what Flex Seal is, it is a miracle <laughs> for people with drips, leaks, drops, water, moisture. If you have any liquid of any kind, get Flex Seal. Get it! <laughs> Do not look into it. I have seen this commercial a thousand times. <laughs> the water never wins. <laughs> they have two different commercials. They have a 30-minute infomercial, and then they have a they have a 30-second spot they run in prime time. But the long one, the infomercial, it's like a half hour late at night. Way better. <laughs> so many more leaks. So much more. Black Seal getting smacked on. They smack it. <laughs> push it. They smush it in. And the water's just like, I'm dead. We can't be cheating. No place for it. I like the guy who sells it. The TV spokesman for Flex Seal is Phil Swift. Phil does not seem to think we can hear him. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
That's my dream. And it's not a wet dream. Thanks to Black Shit. <laughs>